Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series. Today, I am joined by Allison Jane Ewing. She is a seasoned psychotherapist, EFT practitioner, and a published author. After experiencing a divorce herself, she decided to focus on helping other midlife women find healthy, available single men who will love and adore them. So important. She works with using a powerful tool called EFT tapping to have women clear all the blocks to successful dating and open up to the excitement of falling in love again. Her recent published book, Find Love Again, Learn to Date Like a Goddess, is a guide to igniting your inner goddess and finding the man of your dreams. Thank you so much for coming on the Spiritual Spotlight series. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about, for those that are unfamiliar with EFT, can you tell us a little bit about what EFT is? Sure. So it stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And everyone refers to it as EFT tapping because what you're doing is you're tapping on your own acupressure points. There are nine different points that we use in EFT. They are based on Chinese medicine. And when you tap these points, what research has shown us is that you are sending a calming signal to the amygdala the fight or flight center of your brain. And so you're basically turning it off simply by tapping these points. That stimulation overrides any uh, attempts that your body and brain are making to stay in stress. It will actually move you out of stress, kind of whether you like it or not. And so what they found, which is pretty remarkable, is that just a single session will move people into an alpha brainwave state, which is sort of your relaxed state you're in when you meditate or shavasana and yoga, something like that. And it will lower your body's production of cortisol or stress hormone and all sorts of other um, really interesting biological markers are coming out in the research now that just tapping these points does for your body. So it's really wonderful. It's a great tool to have, I guess I should say. It really is. And what I like about it is that with your EFT, as you focus on like one, like it's not one thing, but it's a very important thing. Like to find love, to find relationships. And I imagine it's also to find love within, like, cause some people don't love themselves. Um, so it's interesting, like talk about the journey about how you knew that this is what you needed to focus on. Well, I realized as I was using EFT in my own life that whenever I would really tap on something that was maybe um, a limiting belief that I held or a false perception that was a result of some kind of childhood incidents. And I mean, sometimes it's really simple, not even, it, you know, obviously big traumas can impact how we function in the world, but even little traumas, you know, not getting picked on the sports team or something, right? And so when I started tapping on these things, I realized that opportunities started showing up in my life in all sorts of different ways. And so when I experienced my own divorce and then started dating in my 40s, 
I realized a lot of sort of the um, insecure dating baggage that I had as a young person, as an adolescent and a young adult, I still had. And, yeah. and something I was in midlife and trying to juggle kids and a job and all these other things and still dealing with some of this stuff that it was a holdover from before. So it occurred to me that, you know, if I could tap on some of those things that I knew were limiting beliefs at this point, I had been a psychotherapist long enough to know that. And so I thought if I could clear these things out, I wonder if I will show up differently in the dating world. And of course I did. <laughs> and then I wanted to share it with everyone. So I decided I would write a book on it. <laughs> so let's talk about your book. So your book, Find Love Again, Learn to Date Like a Goddess has a powerful message for midlife women seeking to find healthy relationships post-divorce. How does EFT tapping play a role in that? And tell, actually, let's take a step back. Let's talk about the book first. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically wrote the book. I, I always say I wrote it sort of almost like a love letter to my fellow single woman in, yeah. in their forties or fifties. I had lots of friends, lots of clients struggling with a lot of the same things I'm struggling with. And if yeah. you're our age today, you were not dating. There was no online dating last time you were dating. No, so, so, so different, it's a completely different world. And it brings a lot of its own sort of unnatural phenomena with it and and a lot of different anxieties that come just from online dating much less just from dating again when you thought maybe you were never going to right so that's that's uh, a whole thicket of issues that i decided okay i want to combine the knowledge that i have as both a therapist and an EFT practitioner with the real life lessons that i learned in some of the painful up and downs i had with my right. own so I wrote the book and I basically broke it into the chapters are more or less lessons or things that I learned along the way. And then at the end of that chapter is a tapping script to kind of help you sort of really incorporate that lesson. Like one of the chapters, for instance, is based on this idea, this false limiting belief that there are no good men left out there, right? It's such a perverse. We always hear that. Right. It's so that. pervasive in our society. And, and women are just filled with fear, like, oh, there's no good ones out there. So you better take what you can get. And so women do, they, they choose partners that they know they're sort of settling with that don't yeah. prioritize them, that don't treat them like a goddess. Right. And I saw this time and again. And so I knew that if I could get women to tap on this false idea that there are no good men left out there and they no longer believed it. Cause that's what tapping does. It's right. like water onto the fire of a, of an emotion. And the emotion is fear, right? You're fearful. There's no good men out left out there. Yeah. So you settle for a bad one, but when you clear the fear and you realize, Oh, there's actually lots of good men out there. Suddenly you're like, and I'm not putting up with this anymore. And so, so at the end of that chapter, we tap away that false belief of there's no good men left out there. And one of the things I do want to bring up is that, you know, I I'm familiar with EFT. I will say where I get held up is that a script like, yeah. and I don't know how to develop my own script. I love the fact that each chapter you're saying has a script and help like you're, you're giving us the, the instructions. I love that. Yes, exactly. And I do, of course, go through in the book, how to tap. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, even that, like you watch it online and I'm like, um, like, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's an interesting modality, but I love that's So 
amazing that you're walking them through that. But also, yeah, we're, we're going to work on that limiting belief, but I, you're probably also working on boundaries and what can, what do you want to tolerate in your life? Because, and I think a lot of women, you know, in the forties and fifties and maybe even older that they probably feel like, well, I'm not worthy of getting into another relationship. And that's gotta be that's a struggle right. too. Right. And, and we don't set boundaries because of fear, right? You know, there, I do a, a whole chapter on sex of how to be a goddess in the bedroom. Yeah. And really, that really a lot of what I'm talking about there is boundaries, boundaries yeah. and using mindfulness. Um, but it's, it's a lot of, again, if you're afraid that if you don't do everything you think the guy wants, that you'll lose him, then you're not actually enjoying yourself because you're so worried about pleasing him and you're not setting those boundaries for yourself about what would actually make you happy or give you pleasure. And so when we tap on the the fear behind all of that, it's like suddenly it's easy to be, you know, that goddess in that sort yeah. of but in this queen energy, right? This queen energy of actually, this is what I, this is what I feel is pleasurable. And most guys, good guys are going to want to give that to you anyway. So it's a win-win when you are more firm in your boundaries and you feel more confident and you're working. Mm -hmm. Did you find that, you know, going through a divorce and like going out in the dating pool and, you know, learning to date like a goddess yourself, did you find that some of your beliefs even shifted and changed and what you maybe want to have in a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the, like, I guess more popular chapters is called how Cinderella fucked me up. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you're the best titles. All right. Cause Cinderella did fuck us up. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> And that's yes. what I realized. I mean, I realized it through the dating process. And, you know, I've been divorced now almost eight years. And so in, in the beginning, when I was dating, I, I had this false belief that I had to be like the stepsisters, right? Like I had to show up and be pretty enough. And, you know, that there's this, this competition with other women, you have to like, you know, knock them out of the way to get the Prince Charming's attention. And there's only one Prince Charming. And then the other false belief I think we got from Cinderella is like the woman that he falls for this, you know, um, Cinderella is like off and aloof and looking away. And so, you know, I found that as I was out and socializing with men, if I saw someone attractive, I would kind of freeze up and go into a little bit of, now I know it's fight, flight, freeze, right. Go into a little bit of freeze state and like, look away. And, and so we have these ideas from these fairy tales that we, a have to be chosen. We're the ones being chosen. We're not the ones doing That is so, so, so true. I remember even being a child and like having these uh, fantasies of being saved from my house and oh my goodness. Okay. Continue. Right. So, so true. So true. (laughs) And then that we're going to, you know, we're going to get noticed when we are aloof and distant and it's just, it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, a a guy is not going to approach an aloof and distant woman. A guy is going to approach a woman who maybe smiles at him, seems open and friendly, and then goes back and does her thing. But also a woman who is discerning, who shows up on a date and isn't just trying to say all the things she thinks that will make him like her, but is actually on a date 
considering just like you would in a job interview. You don't show up and just let them pick you. I mean, obviously you want them to pick you, but you also are interviewing them to figure out, is this a good job for me? Same with dating, but I didn't see it that way when I started out. That was something I came to through trial and error. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm not trying to get these guys to like me who sometimes I don't even know that I like them that much, but it was just how the game was played, I thought. And so I was playing it until I did some tapping on that for myself. And I also feel like it's society's, you know, kind of expectations of women that, you know, we we are made to like, we need to shift our, our beliefs and what we like and our hobbies. Cause we're not that I believe this, but there's this, this, there's a thought of we're here to serve men. Yes. And I think yeah. a lot of people get stuck in that. And it sounds like for what you're doing is like, no, let's shift this. Let's shift, yeah, this. Let's shift this. Show up as that goddess. Right. And that's, and that's where I kind of go to that mental image over and over because that's mm. really, you know, you know, when you're, when you're a queen, when you're a goddess, like you are, you know, that you're worthy of your man worshiping you and bringing you flowers and doing all those nice loving gestures for you. And you, of course, you want to be a good partner back, but you don't want to be a doormat. Absolutely. That's the line that you have to be careful because when you start to get into doormat behavior, that is your fear of not being worthy, your fear of not being chosen, your fear of not being good enough for him. Mm -hmm. That is causing you to do that behavior rather than staying true to yourself. And even though your book is targeted for women that have gone through, you know, a divorce, but it also sounds like a roadmap for young adult women who are navigating this dating pool to be like, no, I need to stand like you queen, a goddess. And what can I tell her? Do you find you have a lot of younger readers? I've had a few that have said, wow, this is really great. I mean, I have gotten that feedback and I have yeah. thought to myself, I wish I had this book when I was, you know, I wish I had it too. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think it can be really helpful. I mean, the first like couple chapters are definitely sort of geared towards empathizing with a woman who's been divorced because yeah. that's where I was coming from. Right. But the rest of the book is, is very universal. I think, I mean, the other main principle that I really mm-hmm. try to communicate in the book is also just about sort of delineating between journey and destination. And this is something I think that um, midlife women can get caught up in and younger women, of course, too. It's like, Mm -hmm. I just want to be in that relationship. I just want to get there, get there, get there. And not sort of enjoying and being present in your life where you are Mm. now. And that is also really difficult because again, it's like an anxiety thing. Like you just want to get there. But when you tap on all that obsessive thinking, wanting to be in a relationship, you let it go, you relax. Suddenly you're living your life in the present. You're enjoying your life in the present. And when you show up that way, you're so much more magnetic to men Anyway, <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, I mean, it's so true that we put so much pressure on the future that we forget to enjoy the present, and it, it's like almost like a feeling of impatience. Like, well, just let yeah. me get to, and then I'll be. Let me get right. to, and then I'll be. But with your practices, you're helping them to kind of go into ease and flow, and like you exactly. said, it opens up that energy. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. And yes. I feel like a lot of people don't realize the power of working with your energy and moving that energy along. And for me, it's like almost like a stagnant energy that's like locked in that we need to move. Do you, are you finding now that people are more open to kind of like this energy healing kind of modality? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it's interesting because I feel like when I first got trained in EFT uh, almost 10 years ago now, no one had heard of it, yeah. you know, and now when I'm out and about or on the airplane, I always teach people when they get nervous about flying, I always teach them how to tap, <laughs> things like that. I would say about 80% of the people I run into um, do have have some familiarity, yeah. have heard of it or maybe seen it online, things like that. So I think people are starting to understand it. And I also, I do try to take it a little bit out of the sort of woo-woo world, yeah. even though. I'm totally in that world, but I do for some people, I think it's important to to move it out. Yeah, it can be. And, and, and I always say, for instance, you know, you know, when someone shows up in a room in a party and they're in a bad mood, you sense that energy and you're like, Ooh, I don't want to be, but when someone shows up in that same party and they are open and bubbly and happy, like you're like, Ooh, who is that? I want to get to know that person. And so that's the whole point. I want my readers to become that person everywhere they go. And then it doesn't matter what dating profile says or what pictures are there. And it also like, it makes them more comfortable with just being themselves. Like, you know, like you don't necessarily have to be in a relationship. You can just love yourself and then, and then just be open to the energy of this this amazing divine partner coming to you. Exactly. But so that's my theory. We're not gonna, we, but, but you're going to have to be in emotion to find this person. You can't just be sitting in the tower, looking out the window. Right, right. You have to be interactive <laughs> that way. You do have to be interactive. But I can tell you that my guy did find me, like literally found me like online, like Facebook friend requested me, came to me after I had done the work, right? So it is possible, but you do, you do have to keep doing the work. That's the the catch. So I'm a, I'm an energy um, practitioner myself. I do, I do a different modality, but it also sounds like you're putting beacons inside of you. Like this is the energy that I'm attracting and you are bringing, you're calling that person. Your energy is calling them in. I love that you found it. He found it. He found you. I know. I know. Because I've been saying that for months and months that, you know, just keep doing the work and your guy will find you. And then it it actually happened for me. And I wasn't even, you know, thinking in those terms, but, you know, it it happened that way. I realized months later, I thought, oh my gosh, that's actually exactly what happened. And I also do think though, that the important thing is the more you show up as yourself, yeah. the more likely you're going to attract in the right person. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a mask on at all, the person you attract in is going to fall in love with the mask and that's not really you. Yeah. And so when you can let go of the fears of, of showing up as yourself, which mm-hmm. it's hard, it's hard to let go of fear with just through thought, but right. through tapping, it's easy. It becomes yeah. easy to let go of fears. So when you start to let go of those fears and you just show up as you, you also end up meeting the person who is into you for you. So right. the relationship feels easy as well. I like that. You're like, you need to be your authentic version of yourself. You know, Absolutely. whoever that, for, there's only one you, but you need to, sh- you need to show up as your authentic version. 
That's right. very important. So I know that you offer some programs. Can you tell us a little bit about the programs that you offer online? Yeah. So I have an eight week online learn to date like a goddess program. Love that. It's a pretty immersive experience. Yeah. We have a collective of women that go through, you know, I go through cohorts at a time and we use manifestation Mm -hmm. techniques. Um, We use neuro-linguistic program. We do a lot of EFT tapping, obviously. And the whole design of the program is that in eight weeks, your dating life will transform because we're transforming it from the inside out. And suddenly you start showing up differently. You start seeing different men in your reality. I talk a lot about the part of the brain that is responsible for that. And I, and there's a lot, and I have true stories, a story of a woman who was in the same building for eight years. And one day she meets a guy in, in the elevator, this very handsome guy, and they start talking, they start going out a few months into dating. He's like, you know, I've been seeing you in that elevator for eight years and you just never noticed me before. <laughs> I'm having a moment. It's so true though, because I'm sure that her blinders were on. The energy was stagnant, yep. stuck. Yep. She had a belief system yep. and you she had was- to shift all of that. She was tuning into jerk guys because that was her subconscious yeah. programming was that jerk guys equal love. And once she did the work and clear that subconscious program mm-hmm. out, she was literally able to see this guy who was an objectively handsome person. So I always like to tell that story because people say, oh, there's no guys though in, around me or there's no guys. I mean, no, they're there. They're at the grocery store that you go to every day. They're at the coffee shop. They're at the gym. They are there. They're everywhere. Not seeing them yeah. until you clear up the blocks. And once you do, your brain will see them. It's like when you decide you're going to buy a Jeep and suddenly you see Jeeps everywhere. True. That's it's just a part of our brain, the reticular activating system. So it works the same with love and romance, but you have to do the work to get there. And I like that you're actually walking them through it. It's like you have this, this cohort that, you know, that's kind of going through this journey together. Like that's, that's gotta be so valuable for everybody that's in this cohort. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I actually read the Lynn McTaggart book, The Power of Eight. And that's when I decided, oh, I'm definitely pulling together groups of women. It's very powerful when you set intentions as a collective like that. It actually amplifies everyone's um, intentions and their manifestation ability. It's pretty cool. So true. So true. So if anyone's interested in purchasing your book or taking any of your programs, where is the best place for them to go to? Well, actually, right now I have an offer that if they go to learn to date like a goddess.com, they can download a free copy of my book and check that out. And then they can find me through my website there or through Allison Jane, Goddess Maker on Instagram. I love your, I love these. <laughs> and they can, you know, people can DM me or get on a chat, get on my calendar, talk to me about the program if they're interested. That is such an amazing gift to, you know, kind of give them like, here's a roadmap. And then if you want to take it further, reach out to me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, I think it's one of those things where you can, you can read the book and you can get really far. I had a friend that read the book and the next week had five dates and literally her therapist said, well, 
what happened to you? Like all summer you've been complaining. There's no guys. And now you have five dates. She's like, well, you know, I read this book and I did this tapping. So, you know, I I think everyone's at different levels. Some people need a little more structure and a little more, you know, digging through the dirt and other people can read the book and get a lot out of it. And that can either be the start of their journey or that can be their journey to, to really shift their dating life around. That is amazing. Well, I recommend anyone that is looking to improve their love life and date like a goddess to check out your book, find love again, learn to date like a goddess. And I, I, I'm, I have some friends right now I want to recommend for your cohort. So (laughs) I'm like, so let me text them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just want to say, thank you so much for coming on the spiritual spotlight series. It was a really a pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.